the righteousness of faith. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is rich. Your word is alive. Your word is quickening. Your word is living. So we receive your life-giving word, and we ask you to illuminate the heart of every person here that's in the sound of my voice to your word so that we may live this victorious, power-filled, united life with you as your sons in Jesus' name. We're going back to Galatians. We're going to pick up now at chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Stand fast in the liberty. You've been given liberty in Christ. Don't let go of it. Don't let go of that liberty. Don't get entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now, generally, if you just read that by itself, you might get any kind of idea. But what's he specifically talking about here? Like we were talking on last time about sonship. And righteousness is sonship. Sonship is righteousness. It's the righteousness of God. We're born of him. Now remember, sons are male and female. Because in Jesus Christ, there is neither male nor female. There's no bond person. There's no free person. There's no Jewish person. There's no Gentile or nation. It doesn't matter what you are, who you are, where you're from. If you are a Christ, if you are born from above, born again by the Spirit of God, you are a son. You are with him. Now, stand fast in that liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Let's get some further light on this. Join me in Romans chapter 8, and we're going to look further into what this means to us today. Now, I'm just going to scan through Romans 8 here, a number of verses, and we're going to touch on some things and highlight them. Starting with verse 1, Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now remember, the flesh is the senses. The flesh is the outside world. The flesh is the physical body and the outside nature. But it's more than just the physical body. It's the dictates of the body. It's the dictates of the body as the mind is set on the world, on the outside elements and things going on in the world. It's not merely the body. You cannot merely exchange the word flesh in the New Covenant writings for body or physical body. You'll get totally confused and you'll think your body is evil. Your body is not evil. If you are born again, born from above, your body is not evil. There's no sin in your body. Your body's not making you do something sinful because it's got some sin nature in it. If you're born again, the sin nature has been destroyed. It's been dethroned. It's been eliminated. But the issue is, as we're going to read on here, if you set your mind on the flesh and the flesh only, including the outside world and what's going on out in the society, in social media, on the news, on television, 
if you just follow the fallen world with the flesh, <laughs> thinking like them carnally minded reasonings of the world, that's what I'm talking about. He also, in relation to the Jews, talks about the flesh likening that unto the law, the law of Moses, because the law of Moses was a way by which they would seek to do right with actions and actions alone. But you can never do right just with actions alone. If you have a child and you're raising a child, you don't just want them to do what you tell them to do. You want them to do it with a good attitude and you want them to do it right because you want them to grow up and be responsible people that will do it right because it is right, not just while you're looking. Same goes with employees and employers. We'll move on. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is the law of Moses, and it's the law of the fallen world. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh. You see there? What the law could not do in that it was weak for the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Sin in the flesh has been condemned. There's no condemnation for you. Sin is now condemned if you're in Christ Jesus. Verse 4, so that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who don't walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Now there you go. There's an excellent definition according to the Word of God of what the flesh versus the Spirit is. Mind. They that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. The Greek there says the minding of the flesh versus the minding of the Spirit. It's where you set your focus. It's where you set your mind. It's where you make your decisions off and based off of. It's what's controlling your emotions and everything about your life. Wherever you set your mind, you're going to respond accordingly. If you set your mind on the flesh, you're living from the outside in. If you set your mind on the spirit, you're living from the inside out. Verse 6, for to be carnally minded, or the minding of the flesh is death, but the minding of the spirit, life and peace. Life and peace. Righteousness is life. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now verse 7, because the minding of the flesh is enmity, it's hostile against God. Why? Because it's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh, those that are minding the flesh, those that are following the flesh alone, cannot please God. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 that it's impossible to please God the Father without faith. And righteousness is by faith. It's not by works, lest any man should boast. It has to be by faith, which means we've got to mind the Spirit. We've got to do it according to His Word, from the inside out, from the heart. Verse 9, you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if the Spirit of God dwells in you. If you don't have the Spirit of Christ, 
he's none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Righteousness brings life. That was where the law was weak. The law could not bring life. The law could not bring righteousness nature. The law could at the very best bring righteousness actions, but it could never change the man on the inside and bring him into sonship with the almighty God creator of heaven and earth. But the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the law of faith that pleases God, that brings life. That's righteousness that gives life. Verse 11, and if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, if the spirit of the father that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ, the anointed one Jesus from the dead, shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So now your life is in your body. Your body is alive and given life from the inside out, not the outside in. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. We're not supposed to be only living after the flesh. Why? 13. If you live after the flesh, you will die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify or put to death the deeds and the promptings and the cravings of the body, you will live. There's uh, many Proverbs that say there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. A way that seems right. It looks right. It feels right. It smells right. Social media says it's right. Looking up on the internet says it's right. What everyone's saying on the news, the way society going says it's right. What those in political authority and those that are screaming the loudest out there trying to shape our nation tell you what to have going on everywhere. What they say, it seems right, but the end thereof is the way of death. If you live after the flesh, you will die. Think about that. But, if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Those that are sons of God, you're led by the Spirit of God. Now here we go. Verse 15. You have not received the spirit of bondage or the yoke of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Look at that. Because you are born again, because you are the righteousness of God by faith, because the Spirit of God dwells in you, you are led by the Spirit of God. If you're minding the Spirit, you're led by God, you're not in bondage to fear, you have the spirit of adoption crying, I have a daddy, I have a father, and he loves me, and the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, bears witness, bears witness, the word conscience. In the Bible, if you look it up, it tells you that it means co-perception. Your very true, real conscience. I'm not talking about your thoughts and your reasonings and all that. I'm talking about your conscience, the voice of your spirit. If you are born again, 
it is permanently and inseparably united to the Holy Spirit. Your conscience voice is coupled with Holy Spirit's voice. The two walking together agree. For he that's joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. You're no longer two, but you are one. You got to believe this. Too many times we might get the idea, well, was that God? Was that me? Or was that the devil? You may have heard that. You may have thought that yourself. You may have asked it. I've heard it. Bottom line is, if it's your actual genuine conscience living from the inside out, your spirit, the voice of your spirit speaking to you, Holy Spirit's part of that. We're going to move on now. We're going to go back to Galatians. And we're going to go into chapter 4, like we were before. And we're going to see in verse 4. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them, redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant. You're not a servant. You're not a slave anymore to the flesh, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. You're an heir of God through Christ. You're a son. You're not a servant. Servants are following the law. Servants mind the flesh. Sons are following the Holy Spirit. Sons are following the Holy Ghost living from the inside out, living by faith. So there we look at chapter 5, verse 1, where we started. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now, that you are a son. Now that you know that you are to live from the inside out, now that you understand that your conscience, the real true voice of your spirit, where you set your mind, is permanently united with the Holy Spirit, you can live in confidence that you are free and that you don't have to be bound up to the law of sin and death, confused, not knowing what to do, stuck, can't get forward, can't advance in life, they're holding me back, I don't make enough money, the government did this, so-and-so's in office, all that stuff is a bunch of trash. You don't have any problems, you don't have any bondage, you're yoked up with Jesus, you're not yoked up to fear, therefore I'm telling you and I'm endeavoring to convince you to hold on to that liberty, hold on to that freedom as being a son, you have the Spirit of God, the Spirit Himself that raised Jesus from the dead. Think about these things. The same Spirit that went into the pit of hell and raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, quickens your mortal body, speaks inside of you, lives with you permanently. There's no distinction anymore between your voice and His as it pertains to your conscience. Yes, there's Him speaking. That's not what I'm saying. Yes, there's Him speaking, but also you got to realize that your thoughts are His thoughts or your thoughts. You're one with Him. You're one with Him. You're one with Him. Believe this. You're one with Him. Hold on to that and go forward.
In Jesus' name. Remember, the righteous by faith shall live.